Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold podcast. Chris and Alan will be sharing unique and raw insight on what it takes to succeed. Both hosts are authors and businessmen and have been mentoring and consulting for their clients for over 50 years with their combined knowledge. So without further ado, we have an exciting show for you today. Let's get started. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold with my awesome co-host, Alan Witch. Alan, how are you today? I'm doing great, Chris. Doing fantastic. Boy, we had a busy day. How's it going? I'm doing great, thanks, uh, since earlier. And yes, we've had a busy day and we've got a busy week. In fact, it's uh, it's an amazing week of guests. And I, I could tell you, I tracked down today's guest. In fact, I, I think I stalked her a little bit, um, but I had a common uh, person who know, knew her. Uh, from Australia, and I, I believe she's, uh, you know, right now in New Zealand. Um, I think she shares a little bit of time uh, through both countries. But I, I did stalk her down because I, I got to know uh, our guest, you know, way back, probably, I think about two years ago, uh, when I got introduced to her. And I thought just this lady is incredibly funny, for one, she's got a great sense of humor. And she approaches life in that way as well. And And I love her tagline. And she's you know, all about, and Alan, I always give you the unique pleasure to introduce her, but you know, her tagline is so incredibly powerful. You're doing a great job. Stay on it. <laughs> her, her, her tagline is just so incredibly powerful. Be yourself, get inspired and take action. And it can't get any better than that. Now, Alan, I always love you, uh, you know, given, given our guests, the, the intro, but I, I, I love this lady. She's amazing. And I know you guys are going to love her as well. And, uh, Alan, take us away. Fantastic. Thanks, Chris. Um, the most transparent and authentic personal brand marketer in the business. That is true. Not a, that's pretty That's pretty nice. And boy, I tell you, I agree 110%. How about a book called Lady Balls? <laughs> <Love it. laughs> we're going to have to get right into it here. <laughs> We've got the privilege today to have uh, Jody Jealous on the uh on our podcast. So, Jody, welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold podcast show. Thanks for having me, guys. Lady Balls is in the house. So, <laughs> Jody, uh, you know, all kidding aside, you're a wonderful person, and um, but you've also taken that approach in life that you you know you want to be yourself, and you certainly are. And you've got some great videos, and you've got a, a blog TV show that's incredible, and you show people how to you know mm-hmm. set that up, and you certainly um, have been busy building your brand and building your business for for a number of years. But I always <laughs> like to start the show off with um, you know looking at how did you get involved. Where do you come from and that journey along the way, uh, what's happened and most importantly, where you are now. And then I know there's a lot of questions, but it all relates. And then, and then, and then your vision, you know, what's going on in your life? Because I know I watch you on live stream and I've seen you change uh, in terms of some of the things. And it could just be, um, you know, that you're all grown up now and, <laughs> and uh, things have changed in your life. But, you know, you're wonderful. And I just I can't wait to hear the story of your journey. So let's uh, let's take it off. Sure. Oh, where to start? That um, most authentic uh, marketer in the industry. Somebody said that about me on Facebook and someone commented underneath and said, I agree. And I went, I'm <laughs> screenshotting that. <laughs> and I'm going straight to your back. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to claim that one. You should. Um, so I think uh, 
I wasn't very good with authority, never have been, probably never will be. And uh, when I was 21, I left my day job to, I saw a guy at the office, I was working in a corporate in uh, London, and I saw a guy in the office doing something on his computer, and I thought, wow, that's really cool, what's he doing? And I went over there, and he was running the websites for the, the bank I was working for. And I thought, wow, that's really cool, and I... um. Not long after, I quit my job and started a web design company, having no idea what I was doing. And I went and bought, it was front page at the time, and I went and bought the front page software and did the tutorial in the front of the book, and I went and got some business cards done that day. And I went out to the, uh, a bank was having an e-commerce night, and I thought, what does a bank know about e-commerce? They're probably selling pensions. And sure enough, went along, they were selling pensions to business people. <laughs> so I sat there and listened and I spent all day. I don't think it was Google at the time. It might have been like Ask Jeeves or something. <laughs> I'd gone and I just researched e-commerce all day long and made lots of notes. And the guy, um, throughout the evening, people were asking questions, but no one had any answers. So I was like, oh, I saw that today on Ask Jeeves, and I wrote down the answers. So we got to the end, and they gave an opportunity for others to speak. So I stood up, and I answered the questions of every person in the room who had answered, asked a question about e-commerce. I had their name written down and the answer to their question. And so by the time I walked out of there, I had my first three web design clients knowing nothing about how to build a website. I just said, yes, yes, yes. And I went and learned. It was kind of like, you know, they say the entrepreneur, you jump off the cliff and you build your wings on the way. That's mm -hmm. how I've done everything. That is so true. So, yeah. So 14 years I had that web design company. And um, twice during that time I nearly went bankrupt because I was good at websites, I was good at business and I was not very good with financial decisions and all I wanted to do because I was in my 20s was make enough money to take one of those cheap flights to somewhere in Europe and party for a weekend. So my wife was what could I do that's crazy and adventurous this weekend? Oh, let's go to Beer Fest. So <laughs> I would just go and blow all my money and charge up my credit cards. So happy clients, really unhappy bank accounts. <laughs> my dad sent us on a John Keo Mind Power course when we were I was fourteen. So I've been around personal development my whole life, and uh, yeah. So in my twenties, it was all about doing landmark and you know all the normal things you do in your twenties. <laughs> yeah. And so. When I was 30, just before my 30th birthday, I got pregnant and it was a massive turning point for me. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 38 now. My daughter's eight on Thursday. So that was nine years ago. I kind of went, I hate web design. I am not happy in my business. I work ridiculous hours. And here I was with kid, a kid on the way and it wasn't about me anymore. It was about, it was someone else's life I was responsible for. So I had to pick up my game. So I, um, I made some big shifts in my business and I kind of, it was then that I became the automate, delegate, delete girl. So it was like, how can I streamline these things? What do I enjoy doing and do more of that? And what do I hate doing and delegate that or cut it out all completely or automate it? Cause right. I'm all about right. systems and automation. Sure. And, um, it was kind of, I always tell the story that my daughter was a few weeks old and I was, I still had my web design company and I was rocking her to sleep with one foot on the rocker, building websites with one hand. And because I was so stressed, working so hard, because I couldn't take any time off because I was the main breadwinner, I had the um, 
expressing pump machine sitting on my printer. I used to get enough milk to feed her when she wake up. So I was kind of like wow. octopus just going, this is not a life. This is not living. It's hell. Right. And I was stressed, so stressed I couldn't even feed my own child. So, um, yeah, it was just a massive turning point for me. And I'd always had a really loyal team. So what actually happened was um, it took a little while, a few years later, but I actually gave, handed over my entire web company to my team. I went, you've got 48 hours to decide. You can have it or I'm shutting it down and I'm going fully into mentoring because of the strengths that I had over the years. It was always strategy. And I was still trying to do other bits of the other jobs, which was totally out of my flow and just not my area of genius. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do it. Right. So I was doing all these jobs and doing a good job, but I hated it. I was sitting there all hunched over my desk just going, oh, this isn't fun. But I loved the strategy. I loved the big picture strategy, didn't like the detail. So, um, yeah, so when when I gave it over to my team, I just went fully into the mentoring. Always the personal development stuff comes out. And, um, you know, I'm kind of like an overachiever who pushes myself to do achieve stupid goals. I think I wake up one morning and go, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go run a half marathon and I don't run. <laughs> you know, I'll just do stupid things. And uh, I think the biggest lesson out of the whole journey is two parts. First is, and you're all about the bold and being yourself. There was a massive turning point around the time when I had my first child where I had a coach tell me that no one would take me seriously because I'd always be boobs and heels. No one would listen to what I'm saying because it's all that CBS. And I remember it was such a massive turning point because I realized my entire life I cared so much about what everybody thought and I was so busy trying to fit a square peg in a round hole to please everybody else and what they expected of me. And this guy kind of just triggered in me a massive turning point because I thought, I am sick of trying to cater to what everybody expects me to be. And it was the moment that I went, you know what, this is the point where I'm going to walk away. And I did an exercise, which was to brainstorm without overthinking it, the 20 most important things to me about how I wanted my life and business to be going forward. And that is where that tagline came up from. So the first things on my list was to be myself, was to inspire others and be inspired and to be a person of action. So my tagline came from that big turning point day. And I'll probably never change it. I've never even thought about changing it because it just encompasses who I am and everything that I'm about in all areas, not just in my business. So... That's pretty much the story. Oh, the only other significant thing that I was going to say is um, be cool with change because as you mentioned when you're introducing me, I'm very, I love change and I don't like staying stagnant and, you know, I love my beautiful house but I get cabin fever so if I'm inside too long, I have to go outside. If I'm outside too long, I want to go inside. It's, <laughs> and I've learned to embrace all the light and the dark, and whenever um, I feel like change is coming, instead of beating myself up about it, just going with it. Like, I'm about to change my branding again to black and gold and hot pink just because I want to. (laughs) I changed to yellow from red just because I want to. There wasn't some strategy. I just went, I'm feeling like I'm in a yellow phase (laughs) and changing it to yellow. 
I love so, that. But that that you know, it but that's sounds your like, brand. Yeah, that sounds like it drives you yeah, because. Yeah. You know, you do like that um, ability to, you know, uh, cultivate change, but then, you know, enjoy it along the way. And as you grow, you start to see new things and opportunities. Do you think that came from, you know, when you were young and just, you know, making money and taking off and, and, and checking out different cultures? Is that, you know, something that maybe, um, you know, was, was, inspires you now today? Or were you just always like that as a, as a child growing up as well? Um, I think I was always like that as a child, but um, change inspires me. I'm one of those people who rearranges their furniture right. and feel yeah. like I've got a new lease on life because my couch is in a different position. Sure. <laughs> you know? yeah. I just, I thrive on change. And the thing that inspires me changes all the time. Right. So right. Um, actually, I was just having a conversation with somebody on the phone this morning about what I have noticed, though, is what inspires me is not things for myself, they're things for other people. So a perfect example is when I was doing a half marathon, after I had my daughter, I did hypnobirthing. So I did, um, it was all no drugs, mind over matter. Sure. And it was, it was like, wow, if I can do this, what else can I do? And I seem to ask myself that question all the time, hence the crazy goals. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Um, so the half marathon, I remember the first time I, trained I thought well I hate long distance running I used to be a sprinter so I don't know why am I doing this I've got to find my why and for the first two kilometers I was like going I can't run I'm gonna die I don't know how to do this and I bitched and moaned for two kilometers and then I looked and went I just ran two kilometers and I did it bitching and moaning because my brain was so into the bitching and moaning that I forgot that I was running that whole time right um so then I thought, well, how can I switch that round? Because that's pretty toxic. <laughs> and I thought, well, why would I do this? What's a positive thing to think about when I'm running? Other than I'm going to beat that person, then I'm going to beat that person, then right. I'm going to beat that person. And what I got was when I was running, I was kind of pretending that all of my online followers and uh, people who watch my videos are watching me from the sideline. And I realized that I was doing that because I wanted to inspire those people. I wasn't running because I was going, oh, it would be very healthy for me to jog. It was, <laughs> I really want to inspire other people, which is the, like, the get inspired part of that tagline. Sure. Um, so, yeah, all my drivers are always about someone else. So whether it's something for my kids or something for somebody else, it's just, I don't know. I've just, re actually, it was only this morning I realized that, my ins my inspiration kit changes all the time, but it's always to do with helping someone else. That's fantastic. <laughs> and you certainly do. You know, you're one of the only people that I've noticed, um, and I know you're itching for some questions here, Alan. We're going to definitely get to that. Um, you, you know, you're one of the only people that I've noticed uh, in this industry that give away a lot of tools and resources and, you know, certainly let the, uh, if you want to call it, uh, look under the hood. And you show people how to do things and you inspire them that way. And, and, and kudos to that because I don't see enough of that. Um, it's always take my course and then I'll teach you. But I might not teach you everything because you'll have to come back and get that other piece that I'll teach you later. And, you know, constantly. But you, you've reversed that and you've put it all out there. 
And uh, that's the authentic part of you is that, you know, the truth behind inspiring people and showing them how to do it because they'll the, they're the ones that come back. And, and as you said, loyal followers that you do have. And, and that's amazing. And I do the same thing when I run. I, you know, I'm running along and, you know, you, you do start off, you know, thinking that what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And then along the way, and I think it, you know, really is part of being an entrepreneur as well. When you put yourself out there, like when I said, I'm going to write a book and then I'm going, I just told everybody I'm going to write a book. Now I got to <laughs> run that. I got to run that, you know, journey. And man, was it, um, you know, a journey in that. And, and, you know, because we're going to talk about your book in a minute, but, uh, you know, I, I get the running aspect and then you get that unbelievable inspiration inside of you when you can tap into that mindset that you end up having after you can get all the cobwebs out and start saying, yeah, this is really why I'm doing it. And then it just drives you even further. And I think you can do extraordinary things when you have that mindset. So thanks for sharing that. And, and, and certainly a, a great way to look at it. And I love your little, um, you know, uh, exercise you did about 20 most important things when you wanted to, you know, clean up, let's say, and, and start really focusing on your life and what was important. So take note, you know, this core, this, this um, show is all about teaching people the little things because I think the little things are the most important things when you do little things good the big things don't seem so hard in life because you got little skills you got lots of tools in the you know in your belt that if something comes up oh yeah I do that or you know oh I'm I was told this was going to happen to me in fact I knew the journey of being an entrepreneur was going to be tough so therefore uh, I'm just expecting it. And when you expect things, you're prepared. And when you're prepared, you, you, you gain some confidence. And I can tell you, I get up every day saying the same thing. You know, I don't know what I don't know. And I can't wait to learn. And I look for things to learn. So you taught me already. And I wrote a page worth of stuff just as you were talking. So many little things that, you know, I could do, step back and look at my life and say, yeah, am I feeling stressed? What can I do right now to wipe some of that clean and create that change and that change, even though we're all resistant to it, can really create some amazing things. So thanks for sharing that. Amazing, amazing stuff so far. Alan, take us away. I know you're itching. Yeah, I, Jody, I think you're um, extremely transparent. We talked about that a little bit uh, before we got on the line today. But I like the fact that you give everything up front. And Chris talked about that just a second ago. And you're not afraid to what I want to say, what most might think is overgive, but I don't think it's overgiving. I think it's giving them uh, more than just a platform. It's giving them a track to run on. And you even do it with your products and services, not just your programs that you give away, but here's how I run my business. Here's the tools and things that I use for me to be able to give this information to you. And most people charge for that. Right. Not not that you can't charge for it, right. but I, you're giving people the, the, the track to run on, and you're giving them the emotional track, the spiritual track, the, the friendship track, the camaraderie track. Here's how to go and get it done, and I think that's great. And I want to get right into your book, but before I do that, you talked about all your – you've always kind of had the personal growth piece, and you've always had this positive mental attitude. Is there somebody that inspired that in you, or is it something that you just felt that you needed to do on your own? What it actually came from, and you know what, what I talk about a lot in my book and, you know, we were chatting before about the kids and, you know, positive mental attitude, 
I reckon I have a positive mental attitude maybe 60% of the time and the other 40% of the time I am I am crazy and <laughs> irrational and the stuff that falls out of my mouth, you're like, wow, that's not the person we see on video. But what I do is I, and the same with my tools that I share with my business, it's the same with um, what I teach if it's anything to do with mindset. I just share my experiences and what I've learned. I'm not saying, I've read this in a book. This is the way you're supposed to do it. Right. Now do it this way. Right. I'm not on a pedestal going, I am such and such famous person up on a stage. This is how it's done and my life is perfect. In fact, it's the opposite of that. And the fact that I am so, I'm trying really hard not to swear, <laughs> that I'm so crazy <laughs> 40% of the time when I'm nuts is where my best stuff comes from. Sure. And um, I'm pretty sure that I'll share things on Facebook about, you know, having having a, a going through a nuts time and we were talking briefly before about parenting and there's a section in my book about parenting where um when i was first a single mom about three years ago i used to lock myself in the pantry to hide from the kids in the cupboard and say that i was just going in to get something and just hide from them just to get a moment going oh my god how am i gonna do this on my own so um yeah to be under no illusion that i'm the positive state of mind all the time so um yeah. So sorry. Going back to going back to your questions. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just writing. Keep going. This is great. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So um, and they're giving the stuff away from for free. You know, until you just pointed it out, I didn't realize that I actually did that so much. But um, what I find with entrepreneurs all the time is that they um. So I've got my boom program, right? And that's about creating, it's getting your brand out there, creating your online offer and building your sales funnel. But I've got this massive list of, or massive amount of people on my list that have never purchased it. So I started going back to them going, where's the gap? Like I'm missing a gap. Mm -hmm. And almost always it's, they don't know where to start. So I'm giving them the roadmap, but there's still a gap. Mm -hmm. And it's 99% of the time it's mindset. So they're going, I've got to put myself out there. I fear putting myself out there. What will people think? When I go to the Christmas lunch, everyone's going to think that I'm a crazy person because I'm doing this online. Or <laughs> who do I think I am putting myself out there? But what I always tell people to do is to, and this is because it's only because it's how I read it in a book, but if you turn that around to not making it about yourself, you're making it about the people that you're helping. Right. And one thing right. my mentor, Kevin Nations, used to say, which I loved, was what is their name? And we used to go, what's he talking about? He'll say, what's their name? What's the name of the person who needs you and your help, but because you're hiding, that person's not getting mm -hmm. the help that they need. Right. Like you're depriving yeah. that Perfect. person and their family of what they need. And when you turn it around like that, you go, oh, my God, poor Jimmy. I need to help Jimmy. And you overcome your own stuff. And then you're making it for the greater good and it just makes it so much easier. Um, but back to your question about the inspiration. The reason I did a personal development course when I was 14 is my dad, who is a 63-year-old concrete contractor to this day, he hurt his back and um, he uh, invested in a new business and lost a bunch of money. And we went from living in this beautiful lifestyle home to going and living in my, at my nana's and there was no room, so I was sleeping in the laundry. And um, it was such a massive time for him and he hurt his back, which we all know now and because he taught me is, you know, that was really a, a, um, 
it was a result of the stress that was caused at the time and probably sure, beating himself sure. up. Um, but what happened was they said, we have to do surgery on your back. And my dad, being the tough, staunch Croatian, said, nobody's cutting into me. I'm a tough concreter. I don't do that stuff. No one's dicing me up. And he was trying to come up with another way to heal himself. And he was driving down the road and John Keogh was coming to New Zealand and it was on the radio saying, John Keogh teaches you how to heal yourself. He teaches you to master your mind and mind power. And, you know, while some people are going, oh, he's going to teach them to bend spoons or do crazy things, Dad saw an opportunity to learn um, and way to maybe heal his back without having to have surgery. And so that was the beginning of personal development for, for all of us. And, um, you know, me and Dad, it's kind of, it's always been our thing, and he's still concreting now at 63, but he gets up, at, and he was dys- dyslexic as a kid, but he still gets up at 5 o'clock with his personal development libraries, and he listens to audios, and he reads books, and, you know, to this day, he's really into it. So it was thanks to Dad going through that time in his life that took me into the personal development side, and I wouldn't be doing what I was doing now if Dad hadn't had that business go wrong and if dad hadn't hurt his back and dad hadn't found John Keogh when I was 14, you know, I wouldn't be doing what I was doing if it wasn't for that scenario. So that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Great story. Thanks for uh, sharing the, the uh, inside look as to uh, what it took to get you there. Good question. I don't think I've talked about that one much actually, but it was a pretty significant time in my life for many reasons. So Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what we do. But a do. lot of people can relate to that. Yes. Yeah. They can. A lot of people can relate to that. I, Chris, I'm going to jump in here. Yes, of we, course. Uh, Jody, you talked about you're not sure that you're, you know, you didn't never really pay attention to what you give away. Well, I'm just going to, I'm going to take a, about 30 seconds. You have three, six, nine, twelve. You have 15 videos on your front page that give away fantastic product. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, I'm looking right at it right now, and I'm going to read some of these titles. Just bear with me, folks, but this is what you're going to get when you get right on our site. How to go global overnight, how to get started on Facebook Live, how to get everything you want from the universe, how I quit my fight and why you should be a quitter too, the torturous life of the born of the born entrepreneur, uh, marketing video with your cell phone versus fancy equipment, two times you should not coach or do anything online. How to not let haters kill your mojo. Six reasons why you blog, why your blog is not getting traffic. I got to breathe in between here. <laughs> the poverty versus abundance mindset. Uh, and there's a few exclamation points after that one. <laughs> why you should pull back your goals. Three simple program ideas you can copy right now. How to convert fence sitters into buyers. Hint. They tell you how. Three ways to get more done for the lazy and easily distracted and why funnels fail and how to open the foot the floodgates. This is good feet. stuff. This is awesome this stuff. This is great stuff. That's from that's hey, you missed, you business missed, right you missed, there. You missed a really important one and it is boom. Like she's actually giving you a free video uh, series to train you on, on, on some insight there. So, I mean, that is even adding more to the- uh, Oh yeah, that's um, on the side, absolutely, that's yeah. That's on the side, so that's that's incredible. Yes, it is amazing stuff, Jody, and uh, you said it. And, and So and, weird hearing it back. I'm like going, I would click on that stuff. <laughs> well, it's reciprocity, and I think you've yeah. learned that at such a young age, and it just carried through to your life, knowing that you know per- personal development, as personal as it is, 
you know, helps you, but it helps so many other people along the way as you become better and you dive into it. And I, you know, personal development is, is a, is a topic I love so much about, you know, following the leaders from the past and the brilliant minds, of the present, it's such an amazing way to improve your life in a way that you can, you know, number one, you don't have to spend money to go out there and learn. And, you know, that's a fallacy that people, you know, may have. Well, I got to hire someone or I got to put all this money out to get better. I got to Now, listen, all you got to do for and you just heard it. Go to Jody's site and you can learn so much on how to be a better person or learn how to do something in a business. And Jody is not the only one. There's lots of other people out there that offer some great stuff. But the point being is, you know, once you do that and you improve, you'll be surprised once that energy level gets even higher in you and I'm always a big believer when you rise when you raise your frequency and you get you know more positive you can see more in life and better yet things can start seeing you and people events circumstances and all kinds of things show up and uh, you know you said it that it's a great testament you guys got involved in personal development and then you saw the the miracles come from that as you uh, as you carried on and, and, it, and it sounds you like your dad is you know <laughs> just a you know an amazing man to be able to expose you to that you know very young and and things like that so kudos dad if you're listening and uh thanks i was gonna say the same thing that's that's (laughs) awesome you have a wonderful daughter and she's doing so much for for everybody um alan you wanted to talk about the book so let's uh let's get into lady balls i can't wait to hear this i'm i'm gonna be quiet and i'm gonna point and grin (laughs) tell us about the book well, can I'll tell I say you where Lady Balls came from. The book was actually, it's been when I was a kid. Like, I've still got a callus on my finger from, as a kid, mum said there was never blank paper in the house because I was always writing ghost stories or creating myths about how the world got colour and what have you. And um, she said she could never find blank paper. And I've still, to this day, got the callus, even though I was on computers really young. So this is from a very young age. Now it's awkward to write because you're so used to typing all day. But, yeah, writing a book was always on my bucket list, but I didn't know why and my timing was always out and I didn't know what it was going to be about. But when I did suss it, it kind of just spewed out of me and some of it was from blog posts I'd done over the last however many years and some of it I wrote in, you know, 48 hours. I just locked myself in a room and the best stuff in the book, in my opinion, came out on that that couple of days. Wow. Now, Lady Balls was about whenever I was coaching clients, what I was finding was um, when I was writing the book, I was trying to come up with an acronym for BOOM because BOOM being one of my program names. And the first thing that came to mind for the B, you know, people are going, oh, brainstorming or all this other stuff. And I was thinking, no, the B has to stand for balls because the one common thing, and it kind of backs up what I just said before about people who haven't bought my program yet who's sitting on the list absorbing all the free stuff and not taking the action and purchasing what's holding them back and it comes back to the point where every single client that I worked with the first thing they had to do was drop worrying about what other people thought and they had to strap on their balls and put themselves out there so they could serve the people that they were there to help but the thing was probably about 60-70% of my clients at the time were females so I was joking at lunch with a new client going, I've got to change it to Lady Balls because there's so many females. So some people re- look at Lady Balls title and think it's some man-hating book, but it's not that <laughs> at all. And I say that in the first chapter. That's not what this book is about. That is so it's true. just that because is so the majority of my audience was Lady Balls. And if I called my book Balls, it wouldn't have quite the ring to it as Lady Balls. <laughs> I love it. Um, 
Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was basically the book is just sharing, and it also says this at the start. It's like brain farts that I've had, experiences that I've had. There's not, there's not even a real flow to it. It's like very short chapters with large text because I know it's so hard to read long books. And the <laughs> emphasis on the bits that I wanted to make the most important, I, it's in giant font because I wanted to make it an easy read. Like my favorite book, um, Stephen Brough. Look at that. <laughs> my favorite book on my desk. I've actually got them here. My book, so you can see how big the text is and some of the pages. <laughs> was inspired by my favorite book, Do the Work by Stephen Pressfield, because that's how he does it as well. Wow. So uh, I just happened to have them sitting there. I love <laughs> that. Wasn't, that wasn't a planned prop. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's really just snippets of experiences that I've had. So there's all sorts of things in there to, um, yeah, being the single parent entrepreneur to um, crazy dark times in my life to the things in life that bring me childlike joy to – places to, times I've stuffed up to how terrible I used to be at relationships and there's all sorts of things in there that the overthinking entrepreneur mind is something for everyone to relate to I think I love it and uh, you say in the book the ballsiest thing you, you can ever do is to speak your message to the world openly and loud for those that need it and you know that's so true that there's someone that you can help out there everybody has what I call and I love to call the genius zone something you're really great at something you can inspire others to do and uh, I you know I can't wait to read the book you know I'm, I'm hoping my wife already ordered it like I said earlier uh, because she probably beat me to it she was just intrigued when I told her the uh, the name of it so she's probably already got it on her Kindle to tell you the truth and and, and I love book books you know so it'll take me a time to, to order it on on Amazon but I, I look forward to it but you can go to Amazon and check it out the uh, the first chapter uh, or a lot of it anyway uh, is, is available just look under the cover and you can read a little bit about it but uh, it's a fantastic uh, uh, insight um, to a lot of things that I think everybody experiences in life but not enough people talk about it you know we all want to be politically correct or we all have to live someone else's dream or life and we don't step out on that limb as you said earlier and jump and then, you know, find out how you're going to land as you're dropping through through the sky. And, and, and that's what a lot of entrepreneurs need to do. But I but I not only entrepreneurs, I think everybody should take that opportunity to go and jump and just do something they really love to do, because not enough people are doing that because of fears and doubts of themselves. And you said it, that mindset that, you know, we can get into. And uh, I think we're all the same, Jody. Uh, you know, there's there's no doubt we all have those moments where we we can, you know, bitch and complain. Uh, I think for a lot of people that have uh, the the 60%, if you want to call it, of the positive side of our lives, you know, we know that. And that's why there's 60% there is because it's a tipping point. We know with a 40, we'll, we'll use it up. And then we're like, oh, I'm out of room. I can't bitch and complain anymore. So I've got to do something about my life or what I'm doing right now. So I'm tapping into the 60%. And if I don't, tap into that 60% positive, then I'm going to start draining that, that bank if you want. And I, what, where am I going to be now? So listen, we all have those moments and uh, there's, there's no joke. I have them. I just do things, you know, off the wall, uh, you know, and go do something different. And it sounds like you do a lot of that as well to get yourself through it. So, you know, just based on what you've just said, and it's come up a lot for me lately, and I'm actually putting together kind of a, a journal um, a 30-day journal it takes you through exercises and and you just pointed something out and it's a little bit in my book as well just the um, 
if you think of something, you think of a time as a child or any time in your life where you've been doing something and the whole, like, time and the whole world just disappears. Like, for me, um, as a kid, it was, or even now, it's snorkeling. So if I go out in the ocean and I'm free diving, I'm singing underwater and it wouldn't matter what was going on in my life, all I am thinking about is that moment and I'm so in that moment and there's so much joy in that moment right. that nothing outside that moment can possibly faze me. And if you look back on your life and you pick what those moments of absolute joy are and think of being in that vibration of that moment of joy, it's like what can you do now as an adult? Maybe it's still those things. Or what is it that brings you that joy now? What is it that brings you that absolute joy? And I... um. And so if you ever find yourself in that, you know, there's that 60% positive vibration, the 40%, uh, who the hell am I? I'm not enough. <laughs> right. To bring you back to this vibration, if you go back to those things that bring you that joy, whatever that is for you now, um, then it lifts you back up. And I've just, I talked about it a lot in the last week online because I've been listening to a lot of um, Esther Hicks lately. And she talked about that 17 seconds of, um, of being in that vibration and when you give that 17 seconds your energy it escalates and it it, it kind of it um it becomes exponential and that vibration grows but same with if you're playing down here sure. so just what are those sure. things that move you from that vibration to that vibration because i'll be honest with you my friend sink is here we're having a a day of getting stuff done in the office together because we're just to you know hold each other accountable and to be honest, before I jumped on this call with you, we went for a walk this morning and I was bitching and moaning the whole walk, knowing that I was pulling myself down into this vibration going, I've got to do this and I've got to do this today and how am I going to get everything done? I'm not enough. I'm not enough. But do you know what? Jumping on this call with you guys and even you reading back those blog posts and me, I like doing these interviews because I think whatever falls out of my mouth is what the people listening need to hear. Right. And it's always what I also need to hear. So you kind of, well, like if I'm ever coaching someone, I find that I'm coaching myself at the sure. same time. Mm -hmm. So just mm -hmm. talking to you guys has made me go, oh my goodness, who was that person? You're here. And it's made me realize that, you know, here I was thinking, I'm not doing enough. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. How can I do this better? And it's not productive at all. Right. So, um, right. yeah, so just talking to you guys has kind of put me back in this, the, the happy 60% vibration. So thanks for that. I, I love it. And, you know, this is <laughs> where, <laughs> this is raw and, you know, real insight. You know, it's, it's unique to, you know, what's going on in your life. But I think it's relatable to everybody. And, and I'm glad you shared that because, you know, that's what we want people to hear is that we're all real people. The difference is we can get ourselves out of it because we've learned how to do that for one. And we have um, things that, you know, again, when you coach, yeah, a lot of times you're coaching yourself. You have a, you know, you have a spot in your life where you're like, oh my goodness, why don't I just listen to that? It's my own advice. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, as coaches, uh, you know, those are the, um, those are the things that come up because we need to hear them as well. And, 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 and if, if the law of attraction is, is correct in its, uh, sense of the word, then we are attracting that moment in time to help someone with their issues because we're, we're somewhat having those challenges in some relatable way ourselves. So, uh, anyway, I love Esther Hicks and, and she, she definitely gets me, uh, uh, you know, kicked out of some stuff as well. Alan, take us away. I know you've got uh, some more questions. I can see it all over your face. <laughs> 
Well, we're talking about entrepreneurship, and I think one of the biggest uh, uh, differentiators between entrepreneurs and those that maybe want to be is that we don't live our life based on somebody else's objective. Right. It doesn't mean that we don't take into consideration where they are, but as entrepreneurs, we're thinking about what can we give. We're creators, okay? We're constantly thinking about what we can give and give back. What do we have? What do we do that can give back to someone? And we're, when we get one thing done, we jump onto the next one. So, Jody, to your point a second ago, we do need to take a, a second look back and go, we've given the universe some great stuff. And as much as it's great for them, it's, it's great for us, too, for us to be able to, to relish, if you will, a little bit in the wisdom that we've you know, partaken uh, and, and given to other people. But along with that, we find um, as, of an entre- as an entrepreneur, there might be opposition. So I guess the question that I would have is based on everything that you know now, What's one thing that you find true that most everybody else uh, disagrees with? Oh, <laughs> um, I was one? writing a blog. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I was writing a blog post yesterday and recorded it about email marketing strategies. And I know this is a tiny pebble in the ocean, but it, it kind of what I found was there's so many gurus out there teaching so many different strategies, whether it's a marketing strategy or a mindset strategy and all of that. And no one's wrong, but it's how that thing relates to you. And to give the example of the email marketing, because this is what I was writing about, um, I know because I try and learn from the best in the world at email marketing and I look at their stats and their stats prove this to be true and these guys' stats prove these headlines to work and these guys' stats prove that these are the things that are most open. And although I've always agreed with those and I take them on board, it's not until you actually go and test it on your own list or to your own audience on whether that works for you. Um, an example is, you know how most email marketers will tell you a hand, uh, like not a handwritten, a um, text only email seems more personal. So you'll get more of a response to those emails than those that have pretty pictures in them. I've always agreed. And I've always preached that. I was looking at my statistics and my um, emails this week over the last, how long have I had Infusionsoft? Probably six years. And of all the top emails, every single one except one had pretty pictures in it. Hmm. So I've always agreed on that guru theory on email writing and I can totally understand why and I believe them. But for my list, statistics prove pretty pictures work for my list. And it kind of, I kind of thought that goes for everything in your life. Right. Some mm-hmm. guru, um, personal development person that you've always looked up to can stand on the stage and preach a theory to you. And you could go, fantastic, that's great. You go away and do it. And it might not work for you. And they might teach something else that totally worked for you. So I think that everything you do, whether you're learning something about mindset or something about marketing or entrepreneurship or parenting or whatever it may be, you don't know until you test it in your own community or your own life or your own family, your own business, because, you know, everybody's different. We're all different. And something that might work now might not work later on. I've just put out some videos that I put out earlier. I tested a video against a static page and the video just kicked butt on all the others. 
I tested it again recently. The static page kicked button all the others. So whether it's marketing or mindset, there's some stuff that might work right now. Six months, something else might work. So you've got to just go with that flow. And sure, I made the joke sure. the other day, just be the bamboo, be flexible, just, you know, test and measure, test and measure. And that goes for every area of your life. Sure. And sure. just doing something and taking some action, uh, as you say, take that action in, in your lives. And uh, you'll, you can take it. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can pivot along the way, of course, and and come up with something. Um, so listen, you, you've obviously had uh, you know some great success. You're being yourself, and I love that uh, about you. And um, but tell me, you know, along that journey, you must have had something happen that you had, you know, to react to or or change something, and 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 it maybe kicked you on your butt. First of all, tell us what that was, something that, you know, set you back. And then how would you deal with it? Yeah, so um, I already shared the bit about my daughter and the rocker. So that was probably the biggest turning point for me ever. Yeah. Um, but another key thing for me, so I was, because I studied personal development so young, one of the things for me is like I used to have vision boards up the wazoo as a kid. And you know, I used to have these vision boards with all this material stuff going, why don't I have that car yet? <laughs> And I joke about, it's also in the book, I joke about how um, on my 25th birthday, I remember going to bed and just crying myself to sleep because from a young age, I was going to be a millionaire by the time I was 25 and I hadn't achieved it. So I went to bed on my 25th birthday, even though I'd been in business for myself for four years as a practically a child in London, I went and cried myself to sleep thinking I was the biggest loser in the world, you know, what a loser. You know, you're not enough. Why are you not a millionaire yet? <laughs> um, instead of being grateful for what I did have. So I think um, one big turning point for me was probably when I was, when I got back from overseas, so I was probably about uh, 25. I remember <clears throat> I was in a lot of debt. I came back to New Zealand after being away for five years. Uh, I had a, <laughs> it's funny because it was, at the time, it was about $65,000 worth of debt. And, you know, like last year or the year before, I was doing a mastermind group that was $30,000. So I was like, now I look at it and go, well, that would have been two clients. Or That's been fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all perspective. <laughs> all right. As a 25-year-old or 26, whatever I was, it was like, oh, I'm such a loser. I've got all this debt. And I was freaking out. Um, and I'd spent five or six years getting into the debt and beating myself up about it. And I went to, it was actually Landmark. I know some people are anti-Landmark, but I'm very much about, like I said before, you take from it what you what sure. works for you yeah. and you leave what doesn't work for you. Um, so for me, I got a lot of great stuff out of Landmark. And one of the exercises was taking something in your life. So I took my debt and it was write down everything you think about it. And you had 20 minutes. I just wrote pages. When the red envelopes come in the mail, I dread going to the letterbox because every time I see a bill, it reminds me of what a loser I am and totally beating myself up and creating this big story. Then they made you go back reading it with a highlighter and you had to highlight what was fact. And the only fact was that when I was 21, I took as many credit cards as I could crank up and I went on an overseas adventure with it and had the time of my life, that was also, that's not even fact. The fact was I cracked up all these credit cards and I went overseas and spent it. Right. It was the only fact. Seven pages. The only <laughs> fact was I cranked up all these credit cards and got myself 
you know, in trouble and it was affecting my credit rating. And I was, you know, at that time, my option was to go bankrupt. And um, I look back now and I, I, from there, I apply that to so many things because we, whatever your situation is in your life, business, whatever it may be, relationships, we have so much story and so much crap that we build up around it get ourselves all caught up until we beat ourselves up and we think we're such losers and, oh, I can't believe I did this. How did I get myself in this situation? And the only thing that is really fact is usually a few little words. And once you take away all of that story and you're just left with the fact, then you can go, oh, so that's the fact. And it frees you up to come up with solutions. So in terms of that debt, it took me six years to get in it. It took me two years to get out of it. And all I did was go, okay, so I've got this debt. I could go bankrupt. So I read a book. It had a template letter in it to write to people you owe money to. And I wrote them all a letter and I literally said, I'm about to go bankrupt. If I do, you'll get zero. I know I owe you. And I even put a blank. There were so many of them. I had a blank line. I had a blank space for their name and address. Um, I'm able to pay you $10 a week until it's gone. And I printed them out and I wrote in the name, address and the figure, <laughs> the balance for all of them, posted them off. And of course, everybody said yes. So what I did was then I created this spreadsheet with a list of them. And as one paid off, I put that $10 to the next guy who so was paying 20 And I did it with all the, the smallest debts first. So yes, interest and all of that. But psychologically, that sure. was chopping that debt down. And then there was a bank account. I didn't want to see it in my bank account. So mindset wise, I don't want to see money going out, money going out, money going sure. out because that's too down to that vibration. So I created a bank account and I called it wealth creation. And I put one figure a week over to pay all those lots of $10 to all those people. So all I saw come out of my bank account each week was wealth creation, wealth creation. Yep. And within I, I two years, that. it's all paid. And three of them sent me checks going, sorry, you've overpaid by three months, here's your money back. So I was getting money back from them eventually. But the point of the story is um, all that story I built up over all those six years, I wasn't getting myself out of debt because I was so caught up. I was so caught up in that story that I wasn't seeing a solution. And that goes for, you know, it might be something you're stuck on today. It might be debt. It might be a relationship struggle. It might be something in your business you're stuck on or any kind of scenario. When you take the story away, you leave the fact and it leaves you the the creation space to come up with solutions. You know what? That was amazing. And I'm just going to point out something. You just created the absolute program for (laughs) all the countries that are in debt right now. Mm -hmm. Just simply doing what you did. And, you know, I love that you were in six years, you were going and you saw it, you knew what you were doing. But at the end of the day, your plan brought you out in two years. And I just think you just created something amazing to teach so many people that might be sitting there on the phone right now or on this call, I should say, and uh, listening to the show and, and government at that, how to get out of something. So, <laughs> I, think, yes, I think you're going to write all the letters for you know all the presidents so that they can send all the other countries that they owe money. And I think we can get out of this big economic you know turmoil very simply with a you know a good, well defined defined plan. And and not knowing it at the time, you you know you just probably created something for a lot of people today because of that experience. And you just uh, you know highlight it. Uh, I love it, I, Jody. You're amazing, and uh, you've got so many great ideas, Alan. 
you know, we're, I want to talk to you for a long time. And, you know, I know you got a lot of work to do today. So uh, hopefully you can come back tomorrow. Is tomorrow okay for you as well? We got about three hours blocked out for you. Does that work? <laughs> <laughs> She's just laughing. She's not uh, even answering. She goes, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get out of here. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, we love. That's uh, about my word count. Well, I can get my word count. It takes about eight hours to get yeah, that out. So. Beautiful. Uh, we loved having you here. Uh, we've got uh, you know so much to share with you, and we're gonna you know obviously continue our relationship, uh, Jody, outside of this this uh, show, but. Uh, Alan, you know, we're at the end of the show and it just went by so fast, just so incredibly fast. I know you have one more question for, for Jody to leave the audience with and then, uh, you know, we'll listen and, and I'll come back and, and we'll sign off. Sure. Yeah. Two, two real quick, one really quick question. One, one's a yes or no and one you have to elaborate a little bit. Chris talked a little bit about it. We'd love to work with you a little bit on something for kids. I think what you just talked about is a great education piece for kids at, at any age, especially those coming out of high school or college when they have this debt burden that they're thinking about and they don't know how to get out of it. So, yeah. one, would you be willing to do something? I don't know what it is yet, but with us when it has to do with kids. Yeah, that excites me. I'd love to. Awesome. Super, super. Um, so so we, got, we, got, we got that on tape, so that's awesome. <laughs> that's good. That's my thing. Uh, no, uh, the, the last thing is we like to end the end our shows with our guests by uh, asking you all to think of, and, and you may have already answered this today on the show, and feel free to reiterate if that's the case, but what one bold move would you like to leave with our audience? It would be, I have covered a lot of it, and I don't want to be boring and say be yourself because that's pretty clear. I think the biggest thing is pick something that scares the hell out of you, something you really want, then you don't know how you're going to get it, that scares the crap out of you, and make that your reality. Make it your normal. So do the tiny steps, the bite-sized chunks, that will then make that thing no longer scary, but actually your new normal. What wow, scares great. the hell out of you most? I love it. Pick something that scares you and make it your reality. I love that. And I think that's that gap that I talked about as well. There's so many people that sit out there absorbing all of the free information going, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And the difference between them absorbing more free information and taking a leap and getting that mentor or buying a program or making actual contact with someone that they want to, you know, that inspires them. I think that's what that gap is. It's just all of that that fear of whatever it is, what they're going to think of me, what if they say no, what if it doesn't work. If you take that leap and invest in yourself, whether it's financially or time-wise, just back yourself all the way. I love Even it. when you Super. feel you're down in this vibration, just keep backing yourself all the way and trust the process. That's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, Alan, um, take us away uh, before that. Jody, thank you so much for being here today, and you know you gave so much to our audience, and you have a you know wonderful, um, wonderful personality, and and I think that comes off, and that's why people I think love you, you know, for who you are, and all the things that are coming from an abundance and a prosperity in your life is is evident of that. So thank you so much for being here, Alan. Take us away, and I'll say my last piece, and uh, that'll be it. Super, Jody, you're fantastic. 
<laughs> I mean, you're you're a great person to have on the show. We love that. We love everything about your book. And for those that uh, don't have it yet, it's Lady Balls. And be sure to uh, stop by uh, stop by your site at uh, Jody Jealous J O D Y J E L A S dot com. And uh, Jody, is there any other ways that you would like people to get a hold of you other than your website? So that's kind of my central point. But what I do have at the moment that we haven't covered is I, as you mentioned, my online videos, I teach people how to create online TV shows. And I've got a free training over at onlinetvpro.com. So that takes them through. Um, there's a three free videos there teaching you about the steps of creating your online TV pro uh, show and overcoming the fears that stop you from actually creating one as well. So um, if they go over there and check out that free training. That's Super. awesome. So onlinetvpro.com. Correct. Excellent. Thank you. Super. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jody, for being so no transparent problem. and giving so much. Uh, we'd love to have it back. If we could ever do anything continually to help you out with any of your promotions, any of your projects, any of your clients, please just let us know. Absolutely. Wonderful. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So, everyone, thank you so much. Come to iTunes. Uh, give us some ratings. Give us some comments. Anything uh, you want on the show, uh, we're happy to deliver. And it wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.